Loki Lafison, the adopted son of Odin and adopted brother of the mighty Thor, has faced many adversaries. Frost giants, Asgardians, Dark Elves, Scarians, and even the mad titan Thanos. But in his latest appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he faces his greatest threat and adversary ever. Bureaucracy. So, let's talk about the latest Marvel show in the first few episodes of... Loki! Why the first two episodes? Because you got to give it more than one. Exactly. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zan's Extraordinary Superhero Examination, Spyrokin's podcast and show where we talk about all things comic book. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're back again to talk about a new geeky show. Actually, this is the third TV show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Phase 4. And each one has dealt with something slightly different. We opened up with WandaVision. With WandaVision. No, it's fine. WandaVision. It dealt with parodying sitcoms, and it dealt with grief in a very traumatic way. Then we had Falcon and Winter Soldier. Awesome. Yes, which dealt with... Um, Continuing on the grief train. Well, it did continue on the grief train, but it was parodying... Uh, not parodying. It was sh being a spy thriller while dealing with gentrification, with refugees, and social issues and the passing of the torch from Steve Rogers to Sam Wilson to become... The Falcon! Well, he's no longer the Falcon. He's now Captain America. Oh, yeah, sure, sorry. It's like, it's Captain Falcon! No, man, that's Captain America. It's flying Captain America. It's falcon tin tang well, we'll have to wait and see We're going to work on the name. And the latest one, Loki, well, it is... A psychological examination of someone, but more importantly than that, it is, we have, it's a, supposedly it's supposed to be a crime thriller, procedural, maybe? It's totally a crime thr thriller, it's, procedural. It's jumped through three different events in the first two episodes. It but went, it's like, he got sucker, it's kind of like, catch me if you can, you capture the bad guy to help get the other bad guys, because you need to be able to think like a bad guy. Very true. And in our first episode... How many times is, can I say bad guy in one take? You're going to say it a lot, so in our first episode, which is titled Glorious Purpose, uh, it's directed by Kate Harn and it came out on June 9th, we are in reintroduced to Loki, but this is not the Loki we've grown to know and love in the MCU because, as we remember, and slight spoilers, in Infinity War, what happened to Loki? Loki died. Yeah, Thanos snapped his neck. So this is not that Loki. This is Loki from 2014, that in Endgame... Who escaped. we still love. Yes. Who escaped because Tony Stark, being an idiot, dropped the Tesseract and they're trying to steal it. And because of this, Loki has escaped. So this is not the Loki who has had a redemption arc. This is Loki right after the Avengers. So he is still angry, still pissed off, and more You know that fun moment where they capture him and he's in handcuffs and he's mocking everybody like Captain America? We got that Loki. The one who asked for a drink after the Hulk smashed him into the ground. Mm -hmm. And he's escaped. He's ready to go. He's in the Gobi Desert. And who comes to stop him? Well, the Time Variance Authority. Uh, they feel like a mixture of like the what the FBI is, but with a little dash of like DMV and a little smattering of of like 
they feel like bureaucracy. They, they feel like the adjustment bureau a little bit, except they're not wearing hats. Yes. Um, yeah, they show up and they just straight up look. He's like, I'll kill you all. And they just knock him out. They say, we've frozen you to 164th your speed, but you feel all the pain. So they're all still just walking around and he's still being punched, like with the face ripple. And, and he has to deal with bureaucracy. The first half of the first episode is him being processed with the, the TVA. And it's kind of funny seeing him still like blustering, like oh, this is uh, this indignation, and it just he just keeps getting put lower and lower. First, they they process him, they take the tesseract, say, "What's this thing?" It's like that's the tesseract, you fool. Okay, glowy orb or glowy sphere, cube, cube, yes. And then he gets his, he gets processed with everything he's ever said, and it's funny because he's like, "Sign here that this is everything that you've ever said." What? And this too. And this one. But, but, but. And this too. At least someone took him two times. And then even as the existential crisis, when they ask him, do you know that you're a human and not a robot? He's like, wouldn't I know if I wasn't? He's like, wait, how many people don't know that they're robots? And he's like, more than you think. And then he gets nervous and freaks out. And he's but, like, well, what if I am a robot? But he's not. Which is very funny. And then, of course, everyone's favorite part of the DMV, taking a number and waiting on a very obstinate, insane, and redundant line. The whole Spire King crew is now ready. Yay. But, uh, so yeah, you think that Loki's going to be like, oh, I don't want to take a ticket, I'm not going to listen to this, but we see the repercussions of what well, will happen. So there's another guy in there at the same time, and he refuses to take a ticket, and Loki's like, well, at least I'm not that guy. You know, the guy says, take a ticket, take a ticket. He's like, I'm not taking a ticket. He gets to the front of the line. The guy goes, where's your ticket? He's like, well, no one gave me one. That guy didn't want to give me a ticket. And he gets... And then he hits him with a stick and he, like, disappears. So he gets vaporized from existence. Yeah, like... And God. I just love that look. He's like, here's my ticket. I got it right here. I would have right. went back and grabbed, like, five. And, like, I have ten tickets. Which one do you want? You want one, two, three, four, five, six? My thing is, why can't he just go back to the front and grab a ticket? Because he's a little shit. Let's be honest, that guy was a little shit. He was not a little shit, he was a large one. But we find out exactly what the Time Variance is before that. Uh, to explain easily, the Time Variance's authority, their job is to maintain and keep the sacred timeline, which is the same one that is kept and make sure that any branches are pruned and trimmed. Now, are reset. If you remember from Endgame, the Ancient One explains that every time something changes, it creates a branch which makes a nasty parallel alternate version of the multiverse. Their job is to destroy that completely by setting off these little charges saying, oh, we're going to reset it. No, they are deleting and killing everything that changed. Kind of horrifying. But that is their job. And they have established that anyone who has diverged from their set path, their set goal, is a variant. And our Loki is variant 1130. Kind of cool number. I really like that number. I don't know why. It's got to have a significance to it. Who knows? Hmm. But we find out more about Loki as he's processed, that he is um, he's uh, gender fluid, which is very interesting. And he is also not the first Loki variant to go through here. There's been many more. And the first episode is him dealing with the process and him fighting with them as they process him. And one point, he goes in front of a judge and they say, listen, you're charged with the crime of messing with the sacred timeline. Now, any person who's been in front of a judge, you know you shut up and be very polite to your judge. 
You essentially kiss Some of us have never been in front of a judge. Which is very smart to do for the god of mischief and lies. He would be perfect at kissing ass. That's his job. But what does he do? He tries to use his power, which is nullified in this sort of realm. You, we don't, is it an office? It's as soon outside, as he goes it's there... It's outside of time. We know that. As soon as they go there, his powers don't work anymore. Even the Tesseract like kind of dims a little bit. But he tries to like wield his power and get himself out of there and all of that. And it doesn't work and it's everybody like, else thinks it's, it's kind of like, cute. Yeah, magic doesn't work here. It's funny though that when they see him use magic in our world he, in episode 2, they're kind of like, whoa, that's kind of cool. He almost looks like he's trying to fart. It's not working at all. No. But it's so he's sentenced to but someone vouches for him and says, Listen, I know what he's capable of, let me talk to him. And this is our actual main character, the Steen Stealer of the show. Mobius M. Mobius, played by Owen Wilson to a T. Now, in the comics, Mobius M. Mobius is the main face of the Time Variant Association. He's known for his iconic mustache, and more importantly, all Time Variant agents look like him. They all look the same, so it could be they're the same. But you can't being. do that in a TV show because then you're going to have so much CGI that so much it's going to make it so expensive. So I like that they didn't keep that everybody looks the same. I like that everybody looks a little bit different. Now you have the hunters, then you have the agents, and he is yeah. he's your point person we know, and he is he's our like veteran cop. If this is if we're going to keep going with the whole procedural thing, he's the veteran. Yep, and the, the second half of the first episode is this veteran cop trying to be. Loki's therapist. He's like, why do you do the things you do? Interesting. I didn't take it that way. I took it as that's him breaking him down. Oh, I already know you. Let's really talk this through. He's getting him to his aha moment like a... Like a therapist. like Like a therapist. But he's winning him over. Not really. Like in hostage negotiations when you're talking to the bad guy and like you kind of win him over and... You relate to them, and then you, oh, but this is how you work, and you're so smart, and it's so great, so let's do this together. But it's interesting to see that he has to break him down, and also showing Loki, this Loki who has the entire life in front of him, says, he's like, I'm beginning my story, and he's like, no, your job isn't to be the hero of the story. Your job is to cause pain and mischief so other people ascend to greatness. That's your goal, and eventually Loki gets to see like that. We already know what it does. Here's how your end, your story ends, and it's it's tragic seeing him see one, his mother die, and seeing that he actually, the fact that he's the cause for his mother's death, is so hurtful that he's like heartbroken by that, and then seeing that, and it makes you love Loki a little bit more, and seeing the moments of him standing with his brother and they're actually fighting together during Ragnarok, and he smiles, he's like proud of it mm-hmm. and his dad saying he loves him like making him really happy and then seeing the moment when his odin passes on and goes into the uh as as guardian heaven is valhalla to go into valhalla and seeing uh his death it's just seeing that moment of it also finding out more importantly than that the most important thing of this show infinity stones are useless at the tva so when loki breaks out and he gets out of his super time loop handcuff thing which is kind of cool it's like this collar it's got a little button on it you know like like the bark zapper for dogs but as soon as he goes back to wherever you know gets away owen wilson's able to just push the button and it takes him right back to that moment so it like zooms into the chair so you move the chair now you push the button you zoom him back and he just falls on his butt because there's no chair there but what was cute is he he breaks out he goes to find he's trying to get his the tazarak because it's 
it's the space stone, so he could trip the power. He could he could bounce out. That's it. It's that's his escape room. So he goes to the sad guy that you, is uh, the Casey. is the processing guy who all the equipment exhibit. He, he's he's the typical evidence guy. The evidence guy, and he goes to him. He's like, I want that. You know, he's like that blue box. He's like, oh okay, and he's like, here here you go. Here it is. And he's like, yes, I have it. And he goes, wait a second. Are all of these? He sees hundred, not hundred, like he sees 30, a he sees like a little box full of infinity, infinity stones. stones. He's like, these are all infinity stones. He goes, oh yeah, you know, some of the guys. He goes, take as many as you want. Some of the guys use them as paperweights, and they're just laying around, and because they don't do anything. Because the time see authority is outside of time, so technically the only one that should actually affect anything is the time stone. But we see tons of time stones. Also, it doesn't work. we see Loki grab one of the time stones. So I think that's going to come into play later. So what's interesting is you see Loki figure it out. You see him go, ah, so if this isn't power, the guys that control all of this, that's the true power. Okay, now that's what I want. Okay, I now need to go see them. So he's and the, kind and of on board. I'm going to play ball. And the end of the first episode is they explain, like, listen, we can't give you your life back. But what we can do is we can um, we can give you purpose. And your purpose is you, we have to find a variant that's causing problems on the timeline. And who's causing problems? You. A different version of Loki. So that is the end of the first episode. And let's actually talk about some of the actors in this first episode. I mean, first off, Tom Hiddleston. He knocks it out of the park. He's been playing Loki since what's like been over 10 years, and he knows this character so well. He actually taught for this um, show a master class to all of the staff to explain Loki's motivations, his thought processes, and apparently his star student was Owen Wilson. Which is perfect because he's the psychological, uses his mumble jumbo to And it's his good head. to see that Loki is no longer on the... He now realizes, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I am... He's been kind of beaten down. But not defeated. He's, he's been... He knows he's not the, the top dog, but he's still trying to be like, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm bravado, but he knows he's not, and he's just trying to scheme. He's still mischievous, but he's trying to figure but out what he, to do. But I, that's what I love about Loki. He, he knows he doesn't have to be the strongest guy in the room to win. But he used to think he's the smartest, and he's not the smartest in the room. But he's still cunning and clever, and he's still going to work it out, and there's a long game in here somewhere. And then we have Owen Wilson as Mobius and Mobius, who is a, gr a great steam stealer. And for all of Tom Hiddleston's bravado and his flustered nature, being very angry and aggressive, Owen Wilson is typical cool. He's, he's, he gets flustered, but it's not like two ways. like, oh, dang it. I think one of my favorite parts is when he sits him down and he's like, okay, well, this is your last chance. You know, if this doesn't work out, we're erasing you. So, you know, go ahead and do the study like it, like your life depends on it. Okay, I'm going to go grab a snack. Because <laughs> that's it. He's just very relaxed about it. And Tom Nelson gets it that that's what's going to happen. Because it's not, but I think it comes from a point where it's not the end of the world. Because they already know everything continues to happen. So there's this calmness, like, it's the end of your world, but it's not the end of the world. I'm fine. So you keep working on it. Let's Let's go. do this. Right. And we have a couple other characters. And at the end of the first episode, there's a mysterious figure who kills a bunch of TVA agents and sets things up. Also, earlier, we had some other moments with Mobius, including him at a church. 
in Italy where these where some TVA agents were murdered and a little boy had a, a packet of kablooey blueberry gum. And it like made his mouth like blue. But like cartoon blue. So like glowing Tesseract blue. So it's tesseract? very Tesseract. Tesseract. So it's very interesting seeing that moment of seeing all of that. But we had a figure of who it was. And the next character I want to talk about is a reason which kind of was a McGuff because we didn't see the face of the the Loki variant first. We saw a mysterious figure and they talked about third century technology. Now, when I hear third century technology, there's one person I think of, and that is Kang the Conqueror, the time traveling villain of the Avengers and the next villain for Ant Man and Wasp Quantumania, mm. who's going to be played by. Uh, I love Ant Man and Wasp. Jonathan. Um, Somebody? No, the. He's a guy from Love, Lovecraft Country, the main character. Interesting. And he's playing Kang the Conqueror. And the thing is, the reason why I thought Kang the Conqueror besides Third Century is because who is playing his judge? Uh, Gugu Mbathe-Ra playing Judge Ravana Renslayer is Ravana Renslayer, the girlfriend of Kang the Conqueror. See, I thought it was interesting because one of the head TVA agents is this badass woman who can kick butt and take names and as soon as I heard her voice I was like I know her. Oh you're talking about Hunter B-15, Wunmi Mosaku who also was in Lovecraft Country. Yes! Who is, if Owen Wilson is, not, we'll say he's his PO. That's Loki's parole officer. Uh, but he's not really parole, like he's kind of... He's his parole officer. He has to make sure he's okay. No, he's responsible for him but he's still like the head investigative agent. But that's still his parole officer. Uh, but Hunter B-15 doesn't care. Hunter nope. B-15 is in charge of the situation, and she'd rather just prune him right there. Yep. She says, if you see Eddie Loki, kill him. And Mobius is like, no, 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 not all Lokis. This one's okay. And she's like, mm. She doesn't care, and she's very authoritative. But she was Rita? Uh, she's Ruby. She was Ruby in Lovecraft Country. And you can't mistake that voice. And that commanding presence and that attitude, she's kicks butt. It's uh, very I, different to see like this, and it's well done. I would take her. her kickboxing class. Uh, and in the second episode, which we'll get to in a little bit, it's, it's very different to see that. And going back to um, Ravana and Gugu Mbatha Ra, she's doing a great job as this character who is essentially the second in command to the timekeepers. Or it could be that there aren't the timekeepers, and she's saying it's the timekeepers, which I'm really hoping they don't pull the Agatha. Uh, trick with her, I really hope, or the or, or the power broker trick. Do something different. Make it that it's Kang, or make it that the they still exist. We do not want a triple threat of this. That's what I'm kind of afraid Sorry. of. That's one of my big fears right now. That Ravana is the timekeepers, or she's pretending to be, because that would really suck. Um, others. I I got the feeling that there really are timekeepers, but I feel like they might be a puppet. I wouldn't be surprised if, they, if we go finally see the timekeepers and they're like dude bros drinking beer and playing video games. That would actually make sense. Or something. They're, they're space lizards. Three space lizards. They could just be like, yeah, they could be totally just relaxed. We'll have to wait and see how the season goes. Um, other standouts for the first episode, we have Eugene Cordero as Casey. The um, He's not an analyst. He's just a paper pusher who just, he exists for the timekeepers. And we found that the TVA 
they exist from the time they exist in the time variance so authority which is outside of time so they have to deal with a lot of things and they like because they're drinking things from the 90s the 80s the 70s the future but they really don't know much about it, especially the ones who don't go outside of the place like he doesn't know what a fish is People know what a fish is. Yeah, because Loki, Loki says, you know, give me that or I will gut you like a fish. He's like, whoa, whoa, what's a fish? It's like, what do you mean you don't know what a fish is? Listen, I want to know if I'm being threatened, what you mean? What are you threatening me to become? Or be like, what is this? Is it bad? Is it really? Is it nice? What? what... He's like the dumb one from Murdoch. From Modoc? Yeah. Like Gary. Gary. He's the Gary. Yeah, he's the Gary. He's just following and just there. Kind of fun. And we cannot forget the narrator of the show, the one who explains who the time variance is, and someone really fun. Uh, the voice of Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls and Raven from Teen Titans. Tara Strong is Miss Minute. Um, which is adorable, which is like a cartoon character, like a... Because we see her first narrating, welcome to the TVA, y'all, and explains what the TVA is. And then... You know, like that video when you're in the DMV that tells you to have your driver's license or your, you know, birth certificate or have your paperwork in order by the time you get to the front of the line. You know, she's that, that cartoon catching you up on what you're supposed to be doing. But as we get to episode two, the opening, Loki is being questioned by Miss Minute, who's a... Th- a three-dimensional cartoon character talking to him. And he's, she's like, so what's the answer to this question? And he just says, uh, bad things happen. And she's like, come on, Loki, you know better than this. You read it. And then he answers. And then he like messes with her and she jumps for, you know, safety and the. And the computer. And she's like, he's like, are you a cartoon or are you real? Are you a recording or are you recording everything that I'm saying? She goes, both. Like, so, oh. Miss Minute is a lot of fun. And in episode two, actually. Do you think Miss Minute is the Time Lord? The Time Keepers? I don't know. That could be kind of fun. I don't think so, though. No, Time Keepers are Time Keepers. They're set, they're like Eternity and the one above all. They are set continuity things. I don't think they'll mess with it. I hope um, they don't look like lizards. Also, um, two fun Easter eggs from episode one before going to episode two. One, in the cartoon explaining about the sacred timeline and the multiverse wars, talking about the incursions between the two, two multiverses that would clash and then one would be destroyed, you saw scenes of that. And also the ones fighting in the cartoon were the Kree and the Wakandans. Yep. Kind of cool. So we may get some hints of secret wars, which might be the big uh, new Avengers movie, hopefully. Maybe. It's crossed. Um, but now, going to episode two. Opens up with... Holding out for a hero, which is the second time we heard that this week. First time was with the with Master of the Universe Revelations trailer, mm-hmm. and then seeing um, the mysterious Loki variant hypnotizing one of the hunters and having her kick the shit out of all the guys around her when they're hunting her at a Ren Fair, which was awesome. And it's funny because they it's the Renaissance Fair, and you see one of the girls see the TVA like, portal open, and they walk out, and she's like, uh, "I think you're dressed wrong for this." Are you in the right place? And then she's making snide comments. Yes, but seeing them get their butt kicked and then seeing Loki have to say what's going on. It would have been better if Loki, like, grabbed a turkey leg. That would have been frost giant, though. Well, maybe. But that's what you do at Red Fairs. True, that is very true. You get a turkey leg. It was a lot of fun. Huzzah! Huzzah, indeed. And so... Seeing that murder happen, they actually bring Loki. Loki's now officially a pseudo 
time variant agent. He gets his jacket, like, you know, the FBI jacket, but it's like the, if it was the FBI. It reminds me of Castle, how Castle had this, yes. it says writer. This is writer, but on the back it would say, like, criminal, or Castle's would say writer. His says variant in, like, big, gigantic purple letters, like, oh, okay. Oh, orange, sorry. That's good. It's a color. Um, but huge, shiny letters, like, variant, and it was kind of more like, don't kill this one. And it's funny seeing that they go to investigate, and he immediately starts spinning a web saying, this is a trap, this is it, and he's starting to hint at something. He's trying to stretch. And at first they're listening to him, and then Moby's like, no, 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 you almost got me. No, he's, he's, he's playing he's like, us. like, okay, reset. This let's reset, and Hunter is ready to just kill him right there. B-15's ready to kill him. And eventually, B-15, awesome. B-15 eventually starts to warm up to him, but that's going to go to the wayside at the end of the second episode. Uh, from there, it's just a lot of procedural stuff, them investigating the crime, figuring out, and Loki finding a very interesting uh, concept, which is that variants can hide in apocalypses. Because during an apocalypse, it gets destroyed anyway, so you could do whatever you want then, and it won't really affect the timeline. Because it's never going to happen, so you can do whatever you want, because it's never going to happen. And I love that. He's like, we have to test this theory, and they test it at first. And Owen Wilson's all like, okay, well, let's do it in a very small way. No big waves, and then we'll do it again and again. And then Loki just... And Loki's like, I'm from the future! <laughs> and you're all going to die! He's like, we are from the future, right? And, and it just makes a huge ruckus. Everyone looks at him like he's crazy. And then they went to Pompeii, and you see Vesuvius erupt. And then, look, nothing happened. And then it's getting closer and closer, and Loki has his monologue, and he's talking about it, and he figured it out, and he's so smart, and this is so great. And they're not freaking out at all with all of that hot ash and everything making their way. And then... Then they, they escape. Episode's and over. Also, we find out one Ravana tells... Mobius straight up, he's taking a risk with this, and because they failed the first time, if they fail again, one, Loki will be designated for reset, which is they're going to erase him from existence, and Mobius is going to, his ass is in the firing line. And how this episode ends, we don't know. I'm ready for the next episode. But it ends, they find out with the Kablooey and with all of everything going on, that... We know that one Loki explains that he's looking for the timekeepers because he wants to smooth up to them, and that's his that's his carrot. End game. His carrot is he gets to meet the timekeepers. Maybe they'll figure so something out. That's true power. How do I go get it? And that's what he wants. He wants to meet the timekeepers, and that's his goal. And he wants to usurp them. And they end up finding out that in twenty fifty three, there's a huge uh, apocalypse, oh, uh, like a type, like a, a storm that's going to kill everybody. He's going to go there and discover what's going on. And that's where Loki is hiding, and he finds Loki, kind of, because he sees a bunch of people, um, how was the word, um, controlled by this Loki. Yeah, this Loki can do something to the, like, temple. Very similar to certain other characters, like Scarlet Witch, where you can control the person but and puppet like them. it's like this green glow, and then you see the outside of their eyes kind of glow green, and so then like they the are no longer themselves. Like the Tesseract, when you, uh, not Tesseract, the Mind Stone, when you were touching people with the scepter. Yeah. So this, this Loki's controlling people first controls Hunter B-15. And that's going to make things worse than then controlling different people as they like walk a couple feet and she's setting up charges around because around this building because she's been stealing reset charges. Yeah. Oops, I kind of spoiled it, didn't I? We spoiled a lot of things in this. 
But yeah, so after uh, after B15 explains that, she gets knocked out. Then we get the super nice, thin, nerdy guy who's setting things up. He sets up a couple of the of the charges, talks a little bit, and then we get the and then we get a big burly guy who starts beating up Loki. Loki's getting his butt kicked. Then Loki's like, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm not doing this because he hasn't been using his powers, and now he gets to use his powers. It's almost like he forgot he could use them because he got used to being in the the TVA in the TVA. So now that he's out of it, he's like, oh, I can use powers. And he ends up fighting this big guy, and then we get the reveal. He's like, show yourself. And you've seen other variants. They showed images of variants, and some of them were from the comics. Like, we had Hulk uh, Loki. We had the the bicyclist Loki. We had smart Loki. We had the old-school original Loki with the huge... Um, Collar? Uh, it looked more like a fur coat. Mm. But now we get a new Loki who shows up who says, don't call me Loki. Which, that, that puts something to mind. But we see it is... She... It's girl Loki. It is Lady Loki. Or woman Loki. Maybe. It might be Lady Loki. We're not sure. It's a woman. For those of you who are unaware... um, I would have thought Tom would have made a really ugly woman, but this woman's really pretty. Well, going into comic variants for a second, getting into the comic book, because this is a comic show. um, In the the comics, um, there's a thing called Fear Itself when Asgard gets destroyed. It's after Dark Siege. Mm -hmm. And all of the Asgardians, except for Thor, are reincarnated and reborn. And Loki, being kind of a sly bastard, goes into the body of Lady Sif. Hence, Lady Loki, who who her whole thing now is she's not the god of lies and mischief. She's now the god of truth. She will only tell people the truth. But by telling the truth, you can lie. And And she was a very important character until eventually she became a boy again. But that's one of the variants. So seeing her as this character was very different but the fact you said but you know like in comic books like when people change or take over different other people they either have like the same clothes on or you know the same eyes or the same hair so you know it's them mm-hmm. they're like she's really pretty she's very different blonde hair uh we have a picture right here in between us and here's the thing that i am thinking though slight spoil with that old ends up that lady loki outsmarts everybody sets off her charges ports out with the TVA door, and then they're going to stop Loki because they think that Loki was behind all this. That Loki set them all up. This is a trap. And Loki has a choice between going to Mobius and maybe getting killed or saving his ass. Loki chooses saving his ass. And then we see what Lady Loki's plan was, stealing all of these charges and finding out where the timekeepers were because she kidnapped that one that she controlled and found out where the timekeepers were. So it sounds like all Lokis want to get to the timekeepers. So this Loki... And it sounds like the woman's the smartest version of the Loki. She says she's the superior one. Questions. All Lokis say that they're the superior one. True. And, but her thing is she sends the resets all through time and you just see every single time, every single location from Wakanda to Skara to Nowhere... New York, ching, everywhere, ching, ching, everywhere, ching, ching. there are reset charges going off. It's causing chaos throughout the time. Lord of chaos. Well, supposed to be the god of mischief or goddess of mischief. Okay, god cool. of mischief. And now things have gone to hell, and that's where our second episode ends. And a couple theories I have. First one is I don't think that's Lady Loki. She's too pretty. No, I th- the way she's designed, and also because if you look in the credits, it actually says Sylvie as her name. I think that's Enchantress, who is a Thor villain who's able to control people's mind and is just as devious as Loki. 
That's probably more plausible. I mean, it could be Lady Loki. I could be 100% wrong. but Or it could be a merging of the two. We're not sure. I need another episode. First thing, that. And second, uh, again, stand out, stand out for Owen Wilson and for... Uh, Tom Ilson, we get more about their relationship, and they actually were getting along really well, and we learned more about Mobius, like the fact that he loves jet skis. He'll never buy one because that's messing with time. Actually, it's not really messing with time. I thought for sure they were going to go to somewhere um, where there's the you know event that's going to occur, like Pompeii or whatever, and I thought Loki was going to be like, here's your jet ski, and let him ride one. I thought that was going to happen. I thought it was going to be like a best bro moment. Be like, you can go ride your jet ski that sh- now. That should be the last episode. should be that before Loki gets erased. If they do that. Because there may there's a sec- supposedly a season two of this. But we're going to have to wait I and see. I love a good procedural. So, overall, I'm really... Oh, I completely forgot from the first episode my favorite moment of seeing Loki's greatest hits. And then explaining that Loki is D.B. Cooper. How could I have forgotten that Loki is D.B. Cooper? He's like, I lost a bet. And that was so great. Just he's like, he's like, yeah, I was young and stupid, and I lost a bet with Thor. But seeing the D. Cooper sequence is great. And that was in the trailer, and was one of the coolest things. So I'm wondering, is he having to do it in the future, in the past? Like, no, he was D. B. Cooper. Gets that out of the way. That's why they never found D. B. Cooper. And yeah, very true. So theories for the episode. Do you think that he's going to be away from the TVA for the rest of the season, or just for an episode? I think he's, what do you mean, away from? Like, they're not going to catch him. The rest of the season is them trying to catch him. No. I think they're, he's going to be in and with and in and with and in and with, and then he's going to go undercover. I think they're going to be trying to catch him for at least three episodes. They can't just go back because they're ready to erase him. And there's going to be repercussions for Mobius. They're not going to erase him, though. No. He's of the, course there's going to be repercussions for Mobius. He's going to have to get in trouble for stuff because he's the good guy. Unless he gets wiped and then we get another Mobius who's a, completely different. Which would be kind no, of... No, I like Owen Wilson. No, it's Owen Wilson, but they do, like I said, like there's multiple Owen Wilsons. Because because they're not really... That could pe- happen. They're not really people. One thing I was wondering is if they are actual, like, people or if that if that's actually how the DNA looks. They were created for... This purpose, but does, is that how they really look or is that just how we perceive them? No. I don't like I don't think that they're like scrolls where they they really look different and that's how you see them. I think this is So you think that the, that the timekeepers said we're going to take this 1970s chic and add some wood paneling so it's kind of futuristic but not really and give you things no, like No, I think they created it and as the timekeepers not mess with as they fix things that style has gotten left behind, which is why all throughout time, these bureaucratic buildings all kind of look the same because they're modeled after the timekeepers. That would kind of make sense. Also, that's my thought. I gotta say, nice touch with the with the Jasta and then with the uh, juice box from the the eighties. I really liked when he's back in time and he has his like little. TVA Palm Pilot, when he's talking to the kid, and he draws a little doodle, and he goes, go ahead, here, tap it, and it's like the doodle pops up, 3D hologram, and the doodle's just kind of walking, and it's him entertaining the kid, and kind of winning the kid over to ask the kid more questions, because that's what a good agent would do at a crime scene, you know, like, oh, let's play with, let's color, oh, but, what did the bad man say? But here's know? the here's the messed up part about that situation, he says, wait outside, knowing that kid's going to get erased, the kid's going to be blinked out of existence, that's messed up. 
And you, but you did see in his face after, as you said, let's say his face kind of went grim. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like any good cop, they don't love every aspect of their job. And they and they know that they're... I thought it just erased too. that moment. No, everybody who's involved in the situation, the entire area gets disintegrated. I thought it just took out what happened. Yeah, which means the kid would have been erased because he interacted I think, with it. I thought it just took the kid back to the kid's state before it happened. The kid's technically a variant, so the kid would be wiped out. Which but sucks. you see what I mean, though. I think it. I thought it just went backwards. Like no, I would have thought that too. But it's it's you think, but it's more like they have to erase it, and so it's disturbing. It's really what they do is not cool. It's they kill people to to make sure that their timeline stays the same. Also, that the holy timeline is made. But certain events in the timeline are considered canon. So, like Doctor Strange, what he did. Messing with time in order to stop was supposed Dormammu to was supposed to happen. The Avengers going back in time was supposed to happen. The alternate branch with Steve Rogers going back in time in his timeline with Peggy was supposed to happen. Which is kind of sad. But it is what it is. I'm ready for another episode. Uh, yep, we're going to talk more about that definitely. And we're, and because we did this episode, we're not going to be talking about this on TV Tuesday. Instead, we're going to be talking about Lego Masters. Yay! And Bad Batch. Yay! So yes, this is another fun-filled episode. We're going to talk about a couple other things. I think the next thing that we talk about for this is it's either Suicide Squad or it's going to be Black Widow. I mean, we could... I mean, the other thing that we're probably going to be talking about or I'm going to be talking about is definitely we have the next Spider-Man coming out. Uh, well, the final uh, Spider-Man story, which is going to finally finish off Brand New Day and One New Day. We're getting an end to that. Hooray! Because Mike Spencer's leaving. But I digress. So anyway, as usual, remember to like and subscribe. Uh, join our Patreon uh, to help us create more content for you to enjoy. And as usual, I'm Greta. I'm Zane. We're Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. And keep reading comics and watching comic-based TV shows. See you later.